A little thought and a little kindness are often worth more than a great deal of money. John Ruskin. Hey, hustlers, welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers, welcome to another episode. My name is Christian and I am the host of the Hustle Show where we have real, no filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs. Before we begin, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by YouTube Hustlers, my new mastery course to rank your YouTube videos to the top. Get early access to my beta program at thehustleshow.co slash YouTube Hustlers and Audible. Get a free audiobook download by visiting thehustleshow.co slash audiobooks. Thank you so very much for joining me on today's episode number 27. I'm incredible grateful that you are listening right now, that you're spending a few minutes with us today to listen to another hustler story. Today we are sharing Jason Malky's story, which is incredible. He's the founder of StartupBoost.com, a startup community where he started hosting live events three years ago, you know, meeting with 20 people, and he has grown it all the way to 30,000 members, which his live events have over 2,000 attendees and over 200 sponsors, which is incredible. He has developed a true community for startups. Remember that all the show notes for today's episode, you can find them at thehassleshow.co slash THS27, along with our free book club where we review entrepreneurial books. And we have a bunch of courses completely free for you, so I suggest you go check them out. And before we jump into the call with Jason, I would love for you to subscribe right now to The Hustle Show. Whether you are listening this on our podcast or you are watching this video experience on our YouTube channel, I um, really appreciate you doing so, but I would love if you hit that subscribe button and you help us spread the message across a lot more people, okay? So hit that subscribe button right now. And without further ado, let's jump in the call with Jason Malky from StartupBoost.com. All right, Hustler. So in today's episode, we have Jason. Welcome, Jason. Hey, how are you? I'm excited to be here. Doing great, man. Very excited and thrilled to have you here and hear your story and hear a little bit about the journey that you've been through, you know, you know building startupboost.com. And, and I'm eager to hear this, this phenomenal thing that you're building, man. I mean, we were, we were talking a little bit about your story, how three years ago, I mean, you were hosting 50 people in your, in your community. And now you're, you have your 30,000 member community and hosting this, this event with, what is it, 2,000 attendees and 60? Yeah, the annual Starbucks show, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, but, you know, looking back in time, how did you get involved with building this, this community? What is the story there? I'll, I'll tell you a long story long. So what happened was, um, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. I mean, my parents are both entrepreneurs. I grew up in that environment. So even from a young age, I always knew I was going to do some sort of entrepreneurship. Like, I'm not the type that would go work for a big company. I, mean, I tried it. I tried internships growing up. I mean, more back in like, you know, college, that type of thing. But um, so my parents' backgrounds, like uh, manufacturing, wholesale, retail, like textiles, clothing, that type of thing. And like, since I grew up in that environment, I like kind of saw how hard it was. It's a lot of, you got to break boxes. You got to, you know, you know, deal with factories. It, like, it's a lot of like tough grind, like really hard work. And in my mind, I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. <laughs> you know, so um, it was something where, I was a freshman at Rutgers, Newark, New Jersey, and my brother had started, this was back in 2006, like 
Facebook was starting to get big. Uh, YouTube had good traction. You know, the first to market for the most part, as far as startups that are really doing big things outside of Google. And I had seen my brother create this startup where it was kind of like a YouTube, except at an annual awards. It had a little more emphasis on the quality of the videos because he went to film school. So it's called Webvies. He did some videos. He had uploaded a bunch of stuff. And I was pretty much an intern for him. And for me back then, seeing a video being played on something that my brother created, I was like, how the heck did this just happen? Like, this is, it blew my mind. Like, you could start a business with a computer and a website and all that. So I became very curious. I started to research. And what eventually happened was I transferred out of Rutgers, Newark into Montclair State in New Jersey. And I wanted to start an entrepreneurship club because they didn't have one. And I reached out to NYU, Fordham, Columbia, Rutgers, whoever it was. I emailed everybody. I was like, I want to start an entrepreneurship club at Montclair State. And someone from NYU uh, reached out to me and, and said, I run this thing called NYC Startup Mixers. And actually, wait, let, me, let me take a step back. Before I did that, I actually took an internship in New York where I was working for a web and mobile development shop. So I kind of got to see like, what it took on the technical side. Because I had no idea. I had seen my brother's website. And I said, this is interesting, but I don't know how you actually do that. I, so I was like, let me go work for a dev shop. And I was on the sales biz dev side, but it was still an opportunity for me to kind of understand, you know, frameworks and just the basics. It was enough for me to start to comprehend what was going on. And then, so I shot, after that, I went to the entrepreneurship club. I didn't end up doing it, but I connected to the guy from NYU. And he's like, I run this thing called NYC Startup Mixers. We basically do mixers for startups in New York. And I was intrigued. I said, I would love to do this. So he basically brought me as an, in as an intern. Um, I worked my way up with him. We had done events uh, for about a little less than a year. This is about five years ago. And it was a good experience. Like we had just, we didn't do anything besides mixers. We did like one panel. Actually, our only panel that we did was for Vengo, who ended up being, uh, the, I think, one of the most funded st startups out of Shark Tank. And then that number might have been broken by now, but like it was, it was like a pretty big deal. And uh, we ended up doing one mixer on a yacht in New York, which is really cool on the Hornblower. Uh, so it was just a good experience. And I was like, this is fun. I'm meeting all these startup people. And it just gave me so much perspective and so many great conversations. And then we joined up with this co-working space in New York and we became their events team for a little less than a year as well. And then about three, three and a half years ago, I got to the point where I was just really comfortable at hosting these events and um, suddenly started my own brand. So I started what was initially Alley Boost and then we rebranded to Startup Boost, uh, which, you know, because it's startup, so Alley's really based on Silicon Alley NYC, but eventually I'd like to get out of New York, maybe and do a few other cities. So I said, let me go more generic go start a boost so I could take it anywhere over time. Uh, and yeah, so it's been about three and a half years. I mean, we do, like you kind of mentioned, you know, we do mixers, panels, investor nights, expos. You know, our, we have a meet, two meetups next month. One's like a women in tech one. One's product and strategy. We've done health tech, sports tech. You name it, we've basically covered it. Um, and like our biggest events are like our annual startup expo, which is 60 exhibitors, 2,000 people throughout the day. Uh, we have an annual investor conference with 60 VCs, 60 startups. It's kind of like a shark tank, PowerPoint pitches all day, feedback and insight from the investors. Um, so yeah, we're pretty deep into the New York City ecosystem. Um, it's been great. Yeah, so that's what, pretty much what we're up to. That's kind of the hustle at this point. Um, yeah. So we're at, that's a great story, yeah, and, man. And one thing you touched upon was like, even like getting from one point, you know, like when I first started, literally I had mixers where I'd have 50 people and I was like, like, should I just give up? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is not working. So, you know, just keep pushing, keep grinding. I ended up picking up a few, I ended up picking up a few consulting gigs, keep it going. And I was like, you know what? Let me focus on these consulting gigs, these day jobs, but still run this thing at night. And over time, sponsors started to roll and, you know, events, word of mouth, I guess, got bigger. People, start, more people started showing up, this, that, and the third. And, you know, like anything else, you, you really 
work to master craft. And over the years, you figure it out, you know, whether it's the marketing side of it, the biz dev, the revenue, like if you put in the hours and the months and you commit long-term, not short-term, you know, we're all smart humans, you know, like we'll figure it out. It's just a matter of are you going to sit there and grind and like focus and, you know, eat shit when you have to or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a very, it's a quite interesting story of how you got into involved into hosting this type of events. And, you know, it's fascinating to me to hear that you were, you were evolving from one thing to another. And this was basically the fusion of everything that you did in the past. So that's it. Pretty exactly. interesting. Yeah. It all came together. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you went to, you know, started this project back in, in the day, do you have any doubts that you could actually monetize it and make a profit out of it? It's a great question. So for me, when I first launched, it was more of a passion thing because I also have my own startup that I, I was working on. I'm still working on. Um, and for me, it's like, I saw there's so many different uh, resources out there, but I didn't see consistent event series. I saw meetups here and there, but I didn't see anybody consistent. So I was like, let me give it a shot based on passion and just want to create a resource for the startup ecosystem. As far as money and revenue, initially I was like, whatever comes in, it's, it's me some side money. We'll see where it goes. But in the back of my mind, I was like, who knows? Maybe this could be like a huge event thing one day. You know, I was kind of like in the middle, but I wasn't expecting that much out of it. And over time, uh, you know, it just started happening where I kind of learned where the money comes from. And, and events is pretty much sponsorships more than the door. I mean, the door brings in cash, but it's really the sponsors, which is great because they're a great resource at the same time for the community. Something where I'm giving them resources that they need so everyone's happy type of thing. But yeah, as far as like making money, initially I was like, if it happens, it happens, but I'm just trying to create a great resource. And uh, over time, I've just been able to kind of crack that nut. Um, so, yeah, that's as far as revenue. I guess that's kind of where my head was at. And, and even to this day, it's something where it helps, you know. But for me, it's really a passion. My, my, what gets me excited is, you know, whenever I see a startup who comes to one of our investor nights, and I see it in there. You know, it's funny. When you do a lot of these events, you start to be able to, like, see in the eyes of the startup founder if they're going to make this happen, right? Because so much of it is perseverance. Like everyone talks about being a unicorn. In my mind, you need to be a cockroach. Like if a nuke lands, that's going to happen. You're going to start up, but you need to survive. You need to crawl out of that freaking dirt and like keep going, right? Um, so for me, it's like so rewarding, like outside of revenue or whatever. What's super rewarding to me is whenever I see a startup come pitch at our investor night and I see that hungry founder, like who will do anything to make this work. And three months later, they're in an accelerator or they raise a million dollars. And it happens. It really does. Like, in the first couple of like, years or so, like it was just, I was just starting to see it, but I've been doing it for many years. It's like a cycle. I deal with so many startups that it's always something where six months later, a year later, I always see that startup, you know, raise the mill, two mil, three mil, uh, you know, landed a huge, you know, just landed a huge client or it happens all the time. Um, so that's really what drives me as far as like, what gets me excited about startups in general uh, and like what the value is for me. It's, I love seeing that. That is what wakes me up every day. Seeing that founder go from grinding and like figuring it out and, you know, quitting their day job or, you know, managing a shitty day job while doing this, like to see them really get some solid ground to walk on. I love that. That's amazing, man. I mean, and it's fascinating to me, the, the you know, the, the support from startups and, and of course, you know, you are right in the heart of, you know, one of the main hubs of startups in the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm down here in El Paso. So entrepreneurship here is like, you know, I'm probably one of the very few of course, you know, there's, there's some out there, but there's no community here. So I just can't imagine, you know, being able to connect with all the people that are, you know, basically well, maybe, maybe you can be that catalyst. Maybe you can be that catalyst in your own. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You know? So I was, I was meeting with some people locally and we were talking about that. I was like, we need to do something because it know, helps, man. I'm telling you, it helps it, it, because it becomes something where like, there's just so much going on and like to have an ecosystem to depend on. There's so much work and there's so many like, 
resources that you need and introductions that you need and, and, you know, whatever it is, when you have a community to lean on, it can be the difference between success and failure, honestly. So for, yes, you know, yes. It's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're basically creating your own opportunities, your, your own connections, you're connecting people, you're getting connected. So Right. It's amazing what you're doing. And, and of course, it's fascinating for me to turn that into a business like you did, you know, looking mm -hmm. for, of course, you're not charging these people, but you found other ways to monetize it and, and bringing right. sponsors and doing other cool things. And how about your, how long have you been running your other startup? So it's funny. I have this uh, sports site, Sports Walks, and it's basically a sports social network. I've had the idea, I want to say, for like 10 years. Like, I just haven't <laughs> had the money to do it. Because I just always have like, you know, kind of poured my money back into Startup Boost and uh, whatever else. But it, for me, in the last couple of years, I, I was able to get serious about it because I started making enough uh, income. So I've been serious about it for like the last like, year, I'd say. We're actually doing like, we're still in beta right now, but we're doing a beautiful redesign in the next like week. Uh, and so we should, the goal is to really start heavy marketing in September. Yeah, I've been working on that for about, seriously, for about a year, like including like dev developer full time, that type of thing, about a year. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's good for me because it creates perspective for me. So like I'm building my own startup while creating all these startup events and resources for other startups. So I know what like, I'm providing because I know the value in it. Because if I walk away from one of my events, like I didn't learn anything. I'm like, why did I? Like, I, I, I always try to set up my events so that I know those founders in the room, like myself, will like get a few pointers out of that event. Or like I try the panelists who make the most sense so that it's not something where, you know, we're just having a big name from some big company. If you notice a lot of my panelists, it's really, I don't really have that many huge companies on my panels. I really look for experts who are just really know their stuff. Because um, for me, it's like, I'd rather have someone from like a, on a smaller startup who's like been through the grinders, like in the middle of it right now, who's telling that story or someone who's like very specific at a bigger company. Like I feel like a bit of digital marketing panel the other day. Like I had the person from the growth principle from Via. Like that was very specific. Like I was trying to have in like the CMO of Huse, which is like one of the biggest influencer marketing agencies. Because like for me, I'm like, that's the conversation today is like growth hacking and, and influencers. So I got those people on that panel. So I knew that would be valuable for the founders. Right? So for me, having that thing about my startup all the time helps me to create the right events and the right, you know, content on my newsletter, et cetera. Because I feel their pain. So for me, it's like easy for me to communicate in that way. Right. And, and I hear you with that because, you know, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And this show came to life while trying to, uh, you know, solve one of my, my biggest problems that it was seeing, hearing other stories. If I, you know, trying to figure it out if I was the only one struggling out there. Yeah. And so I understand what my listeners are looking for, right? Because I have the same questions as them. And that's all the questions that I'm making right now are questions that I have. And I know my listeners have. And it's basically what you're doing too. Like right now, you yeah. have your own startup. You know exactly what other startups need to hear. You felt the pain. Yes, you know exactly. Pain. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been through it. You, you feel it. So now you, you can do that first person interaction better. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I love it, man. So, and, and looking back in time, I mean, for your startup boost, how were the first six months emotionally for you, man? I mean, what did that look Oof. like? Man, so for me... It was a big jump because leading up to that, I had a support system internally. It wasn't just me by myself. It started making sure I had my, my colleague who I was working with back there. When I joined the co-working space, I had my colleague plus like the whole co-working space. So going out on my own was honestly a little bit scary. Uh, I was like, can I do this on my own? Did I bite off more than I can chew? And then back in my mind, I said, that's what entrepreneurship is. You got to bite off more than you can chew and figure it out, right? Um, so... Yeah, I was definitely scared in the first six months. I mean, and there's so many times where I was like, okay, time to shut this down. It's not working. Like that crossed my mind every other day. 
Um, but in my mind, I kept saying, no, it does. You have to keep going because this is a resource that the ecosystem needs and that you need and that, you know, and I got to the point where I was like, I don't care if I make money. I just want to keep this going, like keep it a hobby, like a serious hobby, if anything. Um, and I think that's what kept me going. But in those first six months, man, it was, it was tough because you see a lot of smoke and mirrors and success stories. But a lot of that stuff, it's like the end game. You didn't see the last 10 years before that, the last five years leading up to that. You only see like on Instagram with, you know, 500,000 views or whatever the heck it is, thousands of likes. Listen, it happens if you grind, but it just, it just that story gets told a lot and you always see it front and center, especially with social media because that's what we all look at all the time. Like, I'm sure we've both checked our Facebooks or Twitters, Instagram at least a few times today, right? Personally, even us too. Right. <laughs> so what, what are they showing? They're not showing like, oh, today sucked. Like, we had a shitty day at sales. Oh, man, I don't have any sponsors this week. No, they're like, check out my Lambo. Like, I just, uh, you know, they're only showing something crazy, which is, again, it's it's a whole different thing. But yeah, early on, it's tough because you see all this stuff, it gets into your psyche, but you just have to understand what your mission is and you got to have a short-term vision, long-term vision, and you got to, you know, for me, actually, what kept me probably going those first six months is I kind of, I feel like mentally stayed away from the, like, thinking too much about how successful it's going to be or how successful everyone else is. I just thought about, okay, this week, I got to set up this event, I got to get this venue, I got to get these speakers, and I got to sell this, a few sponsorships. And like, I just thought about, like, day-to-day. I didn't think about tomorrow, I didn't think about, for like start like startups specifically, I was just like, all right, just execute, 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 and like if things will come together. That's kind of what, the way I kind of coach myself through. It was like just execute, 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 do everything perfectly so that when it's a chance for you to get lucky, you're able to get lucky. You know what I mean? Like if you don't work hard, you can't get lucky. But if you bust your ass, you might get lucky. There's a much better chance, right? So that's kind of another way I thought about it. And so yeah, and then for me, it's I'm just a big believer in like if you really put in the hours and and stay committed and you know are willing to, you know, adjust to allow for things to continue to go on. Like, for example, for me, there's a few times I ran out of cash when I was running Startup Boost early. I said, okay, let me go on AngelList and just hit up everybody, hit up every founder I know and find some sort of consulting gigs. And I did that. And sometimes it started off as I was comfortable where I could work from home and do things and eventually got to the point where I come to the office, work even more hours. And I was like, you know what? I have to do this. I don't really have a choice um, if I want to keep this going. So, you know, just do whatever it takes to keep things going. Because if you keep things going, I feel like over time, you're going to catch fire. Right, right. And you touched some really gold nuggets there on that, on that answer. I mean, first of all, you know, the, the, the purpose of the show, it's actually to show what happened in that middle, right? Because we yeah. hear how everybody starts their business and then all of a sudden they have the one million, you know, one million a year business. And it's yeah. like, wait, 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 what happened in the middle? <laughs> right? Because nobody's reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is this, that's not real. I mean, this is not overnight. It takes years. You know, that overnight success literally takes five, 10, 20 years to, yeah. to be overnight success. Yep. And, you know, so I love that you brought that up and that you, you are with me there, you know, trying to bust the myth and try to bust the, the bubble. That's not what it happens. I mean, you've seen it probably in hundreds of startups. Yeah, it's, and it's crazy. I'm telling you right now, what I, my consistent thing that I see is the ones who are committed, the ones who are like, I don't even know what the word is. Like, they're just, I don't say fanatical. Fanatical is not the word. It's just like, I guess just super passionate. I don't know. Like, those people are just super passionate. And, but not only passionate, but like have the work ethic to go with it, make it. Like, a lot of people, I noticed that too. Some people are just super passionate and that well runs dry and they're like, oh, forget it, I tried. You need to be super passionate. You need to have a crazy work ethic too. You know what I mean? Like, for me, even to this day, man, like, even especially early on, like there was times where in my office, I was one of the first ones in my space, like the last one to leave. And that was like for a couple of years, like I'd get burnt out. It would suck. But like, and like, I was literally, I'm not exaggerating. I said like, I'd be in the office at 10. I'd leave usually like 10, 11. And that was like, that's coming back to Jersey, which is an hour each way, you know? And it was like, it's what I had to do though. Right. Um, 
and so even to this day, man, most work days are at least 12 hours. Like, like that's like, for me, a light day is like, all right, maybe a Saturday I'll work like 10 hours. That's like a day off in my mind. And like my downtime, like my fun time is like going to the gym. Like that's my break is like going to go lift or get a run in, you know? So your work ethic needs to be crazy, man. Like it needs to be like, people need to look at you and be like, yo, there's something wrong with that guy. Like, why is he working so much? And like, especially when you're not making that much money, they look at you like he really is nuts. He's barely making shit. He's working his ass off. Like for what? He can go get it. He's a smart guy. He can go get a job. Like why is he wasting his time? You got to be able to just like take that. And like, sometimes it's tough. It comes from friends. It comes from family sometimes. And they give you a look like, dude, you're smart. You can do all these things. Like, why are you like playing around? Like go do something bigger. And, and then, but they don't, at the end of the day, when you start to make it, they're like they're your biggest fans, you know, like, Oh shit. Hey Jason, what's up buddy? Like it's, <laughs> I love that. You got to be patient, man. You got to be patient. You got to, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I'm pretty sure everybody that is listening to us right now, they've been through it. And I go through it every single day, like friends, family is like, I mean, why are you going through all the hustle? Just you know, get, get a job and, and stop, you know, working so hard. And, and especially when you're looking at all these friends, like, you know, I'm 27 and all my friends right now are like climbing the corporate ladder, yeah. getting the promotions, getting the cars, the, the houses. And look at me. I mean, I'm hustling 16 hours a day and I'm not making nearly close what they're making. Yeah. But, you know, I have that vision and I have that, that inspiration towards the future, right? You, yeah. have a, you have a goal. You have a bigger goal that a lot of people don't understand. So everybody that is listening and have that dream and have that vision, you know, keep going. And, and, and what I've been doing a lot, I don't know if you do this too, but is stay in your lane and focus on your lane. Just block your vision. Don't look at anybody else because what everybody else is doing is not what you want. Right. You're right. And another thing like you, um, I totally agree with that. And one other thing you just touched upon was, uh, it was it. So as far as like, um, like just like the whole money situation, like within your own businesses, one thing like advice to start for me is once you, you know, cause you know, at the end of the day, you're passionate about something, but even from the start, when you start a business in the back of your mind, like, okay, it's fun, it's passion, but there is a way to make money with this. Right. Otherwise it's not a business. Like, you know, you have to have some sort of revenue model. So you know, I think with your own excitement, you can start to build up a community, start building up a following, you can do those things, right? But also, like, stay true to, like, understanding that it is a business. And, like, so, for example, once you get to the point where you have some traction or, like, feel like you have a good buzz or really good content, take some time and really think about your revenue model, right? And, like, I think sometimes with a lot of people, they're really good at building up, like, these smoke and mirrors and, and certain things. But when it comes to, like, selling something or um, basically doing things like pay the bills, they get very, like, oh, but, like, you know, that's not my style. Like, listen. It's fun, it's exciting, but selling and making money, it needs to be part of your style because otherwise you're not going to be able to keep the lights on and then you're not benefiting yourself or any of your listeners or any of your followers or who, you know, your members, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? So like for it to be an even better experience for everyone in, your, in your, the ecosystem that you're essentially creating, you need to make money to fuel that engine, right? So even like for yourself, right. like if it's for you, if it's sponsors, like you need to sit down and be like, okay, like who are my targets? Okay, who wants to be in front of these founders? Is it law firms, accounting firms, uh, you know, uh, co-working spaces, B2B softwares. Like you need to have that realistic conversation, like the thought process with yourself. You'd be like, all right. And okay. So like, and then I can bring in these types of sponsors. I need to bring X amount. I need to charge X amount. Like you need to like be serious about that because if you don't like, again, beyond that passion and excitement and that whatever, the good vibes, whatever you're getting out of it, you got it. You got to pay bills, right? And you have to be able to build your own business on top of that and make it sexier and make it strong enough to actually go out to more people and educate and help more people. I'm sorry, you know, in your specific example, for, you know, for, for example. Um, so, and, and every entrepreneur needs to do that. Like, cause at first I didn't do that too much. I was just like, Oh, this is fun. This is exciting. People are showing up. 
I'm happy. Like I'm making like fucking hundred dollars off this event, which makes no sense because I spent so many hours on it, but like they're here and it's cool. Like, and I got excited at first. It was fun and it mattered and all that stuff is important. But on top of it, you need to like have that. And after a while I had that reality check for myself, I said, okay, this is great. I'm helping startups and helping founders, but if I want to continue to do so, it's not going to work if I don't have money and I can't put money into this and I can't you know, improve my brand and grow my newsletter and do different things. So it's just something where you need to balance like that excitement and that fun and that energy with like reality of like, I need to make money to not only help myself, but also my brand and everybody who's being touched by my brand. Right. Yes, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And cause that's and, a tough thing early on. I think they get, yeah, they get excited. Their eyes light, which is important. That's so like those emotions, that passion, you need it. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying, and another layer on top of that is that you need to think about the reality of making money and helping everybody that's connected to this brand. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, in every business revenue will ever be the hard and, and what is going to feel to keep it going. And it doesn't matter, you know, it is passionate and, and it does help, right? It gets, it gets you to go beyond what your, what your goals are, but you will always yeah. need that revenue. So, you know, you're totally right on point with that. I mean, you do need the revenue, the revenue and, and hopefully I can, you know, start monetizing this case, you know, the, the podcast, hopefully start bringing sponsors and, and everybody that is listening. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the part of a business. I mean, it's the, the revenue making is the, is the fire and is it, I mean, it's the fuel. Yeah. But even also another thing, even though you're making me, it's good that you're bringing this up that we're talking about it because now I'm thinking about it. Also another part of this is timing, right? Even with myself, like right. early on, I can only get like small $100, $200 sponsors at my events because it was just starting, right? Then as I started to get like, oh, my newsletter is now 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. As that started to happen, then I started going to these guys and asking for like, you know, a more significant check. So that's the other thing. As far as timing on your product, some things are hard products. If someone's selling like a protein like bar that they created, okay, it's going to be the same price all the time. But if you're a different type of business, like like my business or your business, like a podcast or any business where you're scaling a community, early on, yeah, like the timing of it, you may have to charge like a little bit and kind of suffer a little bit. But eventually it's like when you start to see like the check, you know, start to check off certain boxes as far as like, you know, quality of content, size of community, et cetera. Then you need to start being like, okay, you don't have to create a nice deck. I got to have like the price points. I got to have tiers. I got to, it needs to be at these price points. Um, so yeah, those are just different things you got to think about like while you're growing your, your, your business and like you're in that grind and you're like, okay, time to take things to the next level. So it's kind of a timing thing at the same time, you know, at the same, at the same right. Time. Right. Yeah. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. It's a combination of, of several things for sure. Yeah. And when, when, when we look back at the journey of startup boost and, and, you know, I love to, to call this the entrepreneurial mountains that can be very high and, and the valleys that can be way too low. Uh, you know, what would you say could be one of the, what are those super bad moments that you would call your worst entrepreneurial moment that you went through that you had, you know, you felt ready to quit and throw in the towel? Man, that's a great question. Um, I mean, me on a personal level, and this is probably with a lot of founders, is just when you get to the point where you start to like get a little older, like, you know, you see, you know between 25 and 30 or 30 plus, And like you kind of touched upon earlier, you, you see friends getting married, buying nice houses, buying cars, settling down, starting a family. And you're just like, damn, am I in over my head? Should I just cut this shit out and go get a job? That's like for me personally, and I think a lot of founders and just like, you know, your parents and your, your siblings and your cousins, and they look at you and they're like, you know, okay, we, we trust you. It's a lot of things. A good amount of them are also like, we know we trust you, do your thing. But in the back of everyone's mind, it's like, why are they not like making more and like kind of starting this life that like most people probably had envisioned for you and your family or, or close friends or whatever. So that's probably for me been like, I mean, for me, thank God I've been able to like manage that and I'm okay now. But like for a while, like I was, you know, I'm 29 now. And like when I was like 26, 27, 20, I was like, you know, things were like tight, a little tighter. And um, 
was like, damn, like, am I just, like, it was weird. It's, it's a weird place. Like, so for me, that's like one of the, the really low valleys. Like when you're just on a personal level, like you're, that's why I'm saying passion is important. Like I was never spent. I never felt like I was like, I'm screwed or like, I always just had something inside of me saying, don't worry about it. Go figure it out. You got this. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to, you know, it's the whole thing, speak it into existence. Like mentally I would do that to myself. Like maybe not verbally, but mentally I'd like think it into existence. Like it's going to happen. You know, dominoes are going to fall, you know, that good news is going to come in, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, for me, that value though, is like when you're just kind of seeing everyone around you do things and uh, it's just like, you, it, it brings you down a bit, just, and then, but you're happy for them. You want them to have all the success in the world. It's nothing like that. It's more of your own personal expectations. It's like, damn, I can be like having that life. And if I just pivoted a little bit or like kind of changed my career path. But if you're somebody who just loves being an entrepreneur, it's, it's not an easy choice. You can't just drop everything and go, you know, it doesn't stop. Like you ever see like the horses that have like those like blinders on the side of their eyes whenever they like race, whatever. It's kind of like you need to have those on. You just like rock those and just freaking run your race, that type of thing. So that's kind of my big valley for me personally, was just like seeing most people around me again, no ill will towards everybody. I, I hope they all became zillionaires and are happy and, healthy and all that no ill will it's just more of like when you kind of compare yourself sometimes you're like damn like i could have i could that could be me you know that type of thing so that's kind of my own personal value i think a lot of founders it's the same thing um people worry about their reputations like are people looking at me the same way that type of thing so totally man and and you know now that you mentioned the the horse you know the accessories that block their their side to the sides and lets them just focus to the front. That's exactly when, when I said earlier that I'm trying to stay on my lane. Yeah. Every time I say that, I imagine those on my head. Like <laughs> I have those and don't, don't look to the side, just keep going. And, and, you know, don't look at my friends that are doing well. Don't look at everybody else. You know, they want different things. And, and, you know, I've come to the point where I'm, I'm learning, you know, you're never, you're never an expert. You learn not to compare yourself, but it's hard, man. It's so hard. It's tough. It's not easy. Listen, and, there's a good book. I think it's uh, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. Yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. You try to keep on going. You keep on trucking. You know, nothing that's worth it is going to be easy. So you got you to gotta go down that road. You got to, like you said, stay in your lane, go down your path. Right, right. And, I mean, through all the, the startups and the founders that you meet constantly and you've met in the past, what do you think is one of those things that, that drives them to throw in the towel and to quit when it comes to somebody else? You know, what I think it is, honestly, is all these things we're talking about psychologically start to affect these entrepreneurs. What happens is it starts to affect their work, their quality of work, right? So they start thinking, oh, like some people get, they, they, they throw in the towel and mentally, psychologically. Once it happens psychologically, it, be, it becomes like a domino effect and it affects the product, it affects your consistency, it affects your passion. So once psychologically you've kind of thrown that towel, um, I feel like it starts like there's just, you start to think, see things within their, their company and then they start to see like that and like, fuck it, I'm done. You know, like I think that's what it is. Cause like, you'll see certain people, even when you talk to them, like I see them at an event, I talk to them, they seem kind of like beat up and like over it and whatever else. And I go to the website and it looks like shit. And I'm like, okay, it kind of makes sense. You could see from just from their, 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 their body language and like their passion for it, they're spent and like something went into their mind that wasn't the same thing that was going on when they first had this idea. Right. There's no way, there's no way that when they first started this business, like, this is the way I'm thinking. And the way, and then like when I saw them that, that next time at the event, like they're, they're, they showed me a certain thing that wasn't the same. There's no, it was the same thing as that initial passion because if it was, they wouldn't be acting that way and their product wouldn't look like that. I mean, if it's something like you, you don't have any money, you can't afford an MVP and that the product's a little shittier on, in that sense, I get it. But there's certain times where like, like for example, my sports site, uh, if you look at it right now, sports wants, it's pre-redesigned. It looks like complete shit. We just did functionality. Right. But after the design, it's going to look good. It's going to be amazing. I hope whatever else. Right. But the short of it is, like, for me, even though the product looks a like complete ass right now, it looks terrible, it's just functionality, 
I'm so excited about it because I'm not like, I'm still excited about it. So like, I'm going to overcome it looking like shit. And like a couple months ago, I didn't know how I was going to overcome that. Luckily I found a good UI UX shop. They're hooking, you know, I'm working with them, this, that. But like in my mind, I was like, cause psychologically I said, it's going to work. I, something eventually happened. I, I found that UI UX shop. I, I thought, I said, let me save a little bit of money on the side for that and do it. Right. But because I didn't give up psychologically, it worked out. But again, once people say to themselves, like mentally, it's, there's like going to be a problem. I can't do it. This, that. It's going to affect their business and affect everything. And before you know it, they're going to throw in the towel. And that's it. And that's why they're going to fail. That's yeah, that totally makes sense. And, and I understand what you're saying. And I mean, once you, once you lose the mentality and the mindset, you are about to lose the game because mindset yeah. is 90% of the game, man. I mean, it's, it's tough to control, but it's also, yeah. you know, what right. makes you and right. breaks you. Yeah. So look, I mean, it looks like you've come a long way, man. You've, you've learned a lot through, you know, your own startups and learning from a lot of other people and helping them. And what do you think is the one secret that you have that you master or you've achieved or you would think that is your secret to your success and everything that you've done? Great question. I'd say above anything else, it kind of ties into what we're talking about around just keeping things exciting uh, and putting in the work behind it. Like I have two interns right now working for me for sports long. It's like right now we're in a place where kind of like in limbo, like we're finishing the redesign. We were like in a beta. We got a couple hundred signups. We haven't really pushed marketing, but like, you know, there's no, no guarantees on the startup, right? Like it could fail tomorrow. It could be a huge success. Who knows? But you know, we have fun. Like we have a group chat, we have a Snapchat group together. Like me and the interns, like we're always making jokes. We're always in high spirits. Like we're enjoying the journey. Like they always talk about how like we're going to make it and stuff. And like just that energy is something where like, I know that, either we're going to make it or we're going to have a hell of a fight like before we, you know, everything, anything ever falls through and it doesn't work out, but we're going to freaking fight. We're going to grind. We're going to do whatever we can to make this work. You know what I mean? And like that, that is, I guess, is like my secret thing is like, just have fun. That's what I'm saying. All these things matter, like passion, seven, have fun, integrate all that, put the hard work behind it. Like it's something where like, yeah, like you just like, it's a, that's, that's my combo. It's hard work and fun. Like you, if you have one or the two though, it's not, I don't think it's going to work. You have to have both. You do. Yeah, you do. You do need both because one without the other is miserable. doesn't yeah. matter which one is miserable if you don't have both. I yep. agree with you. 100%. Same cool. Page. All right, man. So I want to change gears a little bit from your story to what I like to call the hustle round. We're going to play this, this uh, fun game. Uh, you know, it's a word game, basically me giving you a, a word that you're going to be very familiar with. Okay. And whatever first word pops in mind and, you know, whatever you first think about, you know, just say it aloud. Wait, my response needs to be one word. It can be like a full sentence. It, it, it has to try your best to be one word. Okay. It gets tough. So if there's no way that you can make it, you know, just do the sentence, but try to okay. stick to one word. Okay. Got it? Yep. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Hustle. Startup. Work. Uh, work. Uh, grind. I don't know. Like, mine, mine are like so corny. Are these normal? These corny responses. I'm trying to figure it out. Are these okay? Yeah. 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 That's okay, good, good, the whole point. Yeah. Employee. Uh, fun. Boss. Uh, colleague. Rules. No. <laughs> College. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Fear. You need it. Or three words, but you need it. Weakness. Perseverance. Strengths. Build. Motivation. Daily. And last but not least, books. Read. <laughs> Awesome, man. There you go. Very cool. So that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, it's, it's very fun, but it's very tough to come up with one word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, you say one word, like, like, sentences keep coming to mind. Like, every time you yeah. said one word, I'm like, 
we tell you like a whole story, but I was like, no, wait, it's on the <laughs> And see, I think, I think a lot of, you know, everybody that comes on the show and all the entrepreneurs that I know, we are talkers, right? It doesn't matter yeah. if you're an introvert because you've had so much experience. You really want to, you know, extend the meaning of what you're saying. So it's very hard to, to say one word. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Yeah. There's no doubt. Cool, dude. So to, you know, I'm very proud of everything that you've done, man. And, and, and you Thank know, you. I appreciate that a lot. You've, Thank done you. a lot of, you've done a lot of great things and I'm very happy. And I, you know, wish you the best of success. And Thanks a lot. To all the hustlers that are listening to us right now, is there any motivational hustling quote or words that you could share with them to get them inspired? Maybe they're on the fence of leaving their job and go build their, their business or maybe they'll already build their business and they're, but they're not there to the point where they want to be. What would you say to them to inspire them and to motivate them to keep pushing and to keep hustling? Wow. Um, is it like a, uh, you know, like a full story or like, am I giving like two sentences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here you can, I could, you you can okay. expand. I got you. Okay. So, because it's funny, I get a lot of entrepreneurs who kind of, you know, I try to motivate them as much as possible. So I feel like I face this question in one way or another a lot. And uh, I mean, for me, it's like, if you're going to take this huge risk, is this a risk? Entrepreneurship's a risk. Launching a startup's a huge risk. Um, prepare as much as you possibly can. Uh, you know, I think there's a certain quote that says, like, the more, you, I think it was Robert Greene in one of his books, something like, the more you prepare for the war, the less you bleed during it. So this is like a total out war, like, in a sense, right? Like, you're going to war, you're making this company work, like, you know, live or die, you're going to do it, right? That's kind of the mentality you should be taking into it. So as far as motivation, like, you know, increase your chances of success by, like, preparing you know, and that doesn't, you know, and that, that could be on, in multiple fronts, you know, whether it's like your strategy, uh, like your literal next steps, your short-term steps, your long-term vision, like just kind of planning things out. And for me, honestly, with a lot of my businesses, I didn't really put this on paper too much. It was more putting it in like in my mind. I really thought like, okay, here's like a few main things I have to do. Um, and I just said to myself, okay, like, so for like startup boost, like I said, you know, I need to do certain things. Like I need to have different types of events. One. I need to build a community. That's one side of it. I need to get sponsors. That's another side of it. I need to uh, get attendees. And then like, once I had those things in my mind, then I started to create like some documentation around these, like more of like, not even like documenting, this is what I'm going to do, but just more of like, like operations, like had my databases in certain places. Basically I created like a really like robust Google drive. Right. And I kind of prepared like even sports ones, like uh, a couple months ago when I started to bring on my, my, my interns, I was like, I need to organize this stuff. So like now I have like, all different things like marketing, marketing goes into like social media, social media goes to Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 uh, for like, so like the, and there's like 10 cases that I know are going to come up consistently for sports and for start boost also. So like I prepare myself very much by like having my doc, my, all my, my sheets ready, my, my, my folders, etc. And also just like general strategy. Like I said, even mentally I told myself, these are things that need to be done. So there's a few different fronts where you can really prepare yourself for success. Um, if you kind of just go into it and like, I want to do this and like don't have anything and like, then you're not going to be motivated because you're going to be like, this is just like a, like an afterthought. It's not really anything that has any reality. Cause then what things I'm talking about, you don't need money to do, right? You don't need money to think about things and like kind of strategize in your mind. You don't need money to create Google drive and like get things organized. Um, you don't need money to kind of like figure out what are the main resources? Like are you can use WordPress for your website or like, you know, that's just research, right? Or what are going to be like potential big time marketing channels or, you know, these are things that you can always do like whether it's mentally or just kind of like some, some sort of like documents around it. They don't cost you an arm and a leg. And if you go into like your business with that, like even early on, there's always going to be some sort of business that needs to be like reacted to, right? Like for example, if you're doing, if you have a freaking PR firm, right? And you get a client, you just started. If you don't have all that stuff ready, 
you need a client, it doesn't take you like two days to turn around. It's like get things ready and the document and the response emails and the templates you need and whatever. So if you can like kind of tackle that as much as possible as when you initially start, number one, it's going to keep you motivated. You should make, wow, I just created something. I'm serious about this business. Number two, it's going to motivate you because when you get your first bit of success, you're going to have to handle it instead of being like, holy shit, I can't handle this, this, this flow of what just happened. So for me, I guess my words of wisdom are just like, you know, you know, the more you prepare for the war, the less you bleed during it. Awesome. That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, really. You know, I agree with you 100% there. And before we leave here, is there any way that people can connect with you or follow what you're doing or, you know, yes. maybe they are about to hit a, the startup world and they want to connect with other people? How can they get a hold of you or follow what you're doing? Definitely. Okay. So yeah, my, uh, our website is startupboost.com. It's spelled startup without the A. So it's S-T-R-T-U-P-B-O-O-S-T.com. My direct email is jason at Startup Boost. So it's just J-A-S-O-N at S-T-R-T-U-P-B-O-O-S-T dot com. Happy to, you know, get on an email, get on a call. If you're in New York, you know, grab a coffee, send me an email, call me, whatever you call, send me an email, we'll set up a call, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I link all this in the show notes too. So everybody that is listening, they can go to the hustle show.co slash T-H-S 27. And awesome. there'll be, there'll be a click away to connect with you, man. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today. I had a blast. I hope this helped some of your listeners. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing startups come out of your ecosystem and what you're doing. And I'm sure like, you know, down the road, it's going to be something where you'll start getting emails. Like you motivate the shit out of me. And I know now I have such and such success. So it's going to happen for you too, man. Just keep on grinding and everyone in your community just keep on grinding because it will happen. If you put in the work, you have fun and just, you know, hit it on all cylinders. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate your words, man. And, and that's the reason why we're doing the show. And, you know, I really, I'm very grateful to have you here and to get the opportunity to share your story and to inspire other entrepreneurs out there that are going for a startup, but they're starting to start up, you know, hanging there and, and listen to what Jason is saying. And, you know, he's sharing some gold nuggets on this episode. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.